Byron Tuck with Simon Energy Associates, LLC, Midland, Texas. Kimberly Smith with Talk Texas Oil. Excellent. Thank you for joining the program here today. Let's talk a little bit about some 1031s, how that plays into the whole oil and gas world. We're in 2021 now, so I know we're going to have all kinds of new different codes and laws and all kinds of things. So how are you guys doing today? Well, the uh, code section 1031 of the Internal Revenue Code deals with like-kind exchanges, and they've been popular in the oil and gas industry for many years. Uh, the uh, And uh, you, you've seen it in all aspects of the industry, not only producing, non-producing, but leasehold, so forth. Uh, and with the recent changes in the tax law, where only real property now qualifies for the like-kind or tax-free exchange, uh, oil and gas has become even more important as an alternative for, uh, say, real estate transitioning, uh, trying to shelter a gain, temporarily shelter a gain for a while. So it, it's it's quite common, and uh, there are many qualified intermediaries out there that can help uh, real estate or oil and gas uh, firms that want or individuals that want to to. Uh, engage in a like-kind exchange. And we have seen it with like uh, mineral owners selling uh, their minerals and doing a like-kind exchange for a different additional farmland. Or ranchers leasing their ranch and using the leasehold by the neighbor off. They bought the bonus off the leasehold in a tax-free exchange. Um, So, and, and of course it's constantly changing we don't know what the government's going to do uh, on the next any new tax laws, this new administration. But it has been quite popular, and these uh, and I and think I, we'll continue to see that. And I think what we're wanting the oil and gas community to know is that people may be trading now, or they may be thinking of trading and releasing a property, and they don't have to feel like someone's going to come in and take it for a tenth of what it's worth. I think we are encouraging oil and gas properties and operators to consider like-kind exchange where you can trade your investment asset for a beach house or a commercial property. And that there are a lot of different kind of trades that can happen. They don't have to be where you're just divesting completely. And where um, Talk Texas Oil wants that that, uh, message out there, I, as, as, a, as a landman and um, working in real property, have the ability to trade in real estate. And it's so hard to communicate that, you know, oil and gas is real property um, and is able to trade, even though it's subsurface, even though, uh, you know, you usually think of your homes and your beach houses and your commercial buildings being surface property, um, that oil and gas is really like the the uh, the same thing in that regard of the ability to trade and uh, where we can make it much simpler um, in that and then you can have that deferment which Byron being an accountant can know but there's a lot of uh, speculation always is the price of oil and gas rises and falls you know who's going to be knocking on my door who's going to want want to be the vulture sitting there waiting on me and and you don't have to be in that environment or have those 
that fair when you're working with Simon Energy or uh, Top Texas Oils or working with them is you're dialoguing about what your property is. Now, I'm just going to back up for just a second here in case anybody may be wondering what the heck we're talking about here because um, there were some changes that happened. And so there might be some people that uh, can participate and not even know it. Um, I know when I looked into this, I believe the change happened early December, but I had always looked at real property as, you know, land and uh, structures, you know, buildings, real estate, uh, the traditional real estate that a realtor would sell, so to speak, not a land man or land woman, excuse me. So uh, I guess, can do you know the uh, update on that, uh, what I'm talking about, and just kind of maybe give an overview of where we're at when it comes to the 1031s for the layman out there? Well, I'm a, officially a retired CPA, so I'm not allowed to give tax advice, but uh, oil and gas, uh, mineral rights, leaseholds have been considered real property for a long time, and they've always been subject to a uh, approved like kind exchange, and sometimes you do reverse 1031s or three-cornered, a more common thing is a three corner, what they call a three-cornered trade, where someone is selling and they want the cash and or they want to do a 1031 and the cash goes to somebody else and the uh, and the, the buyer ends up with the property you know? and uh, those three corner trades are quite quite common in 1031 exchanges and but it's the reason why the, the black kind exchange was put in internal revenue code to begin with is because someone who has a piece of raw land and he sells it to a developer he's going to have a capital gain and he wants to put it into another property so if they didn't have if the like kind exchange tax exchange wasn't available he was going to have to pay taxes and then turn around and buy that land that he wanted to go to and that's his trade or business buying raw land speculate for development he was going to have to buy it with after-tax dollars which would make it more expensive and by doing the like kind exchange when he sells out to a developer his land and he sees another property he wants to buy, he can do what they call a three-corner trade and, and convert that sales proceeds from the one he's selling into the acquisition uh, payment uh, for that property he's buying and it not be taxed. So, and there, it is a... Uh, it just makes sense why penalize somebody because if you didn't have that provision you'd never want to sell anything you, you'd have an incentive not to sell because you're you and, and read and speculate in raw land because you would always be paying taxes every time you did a transaction and it would just raise your cost of doing business in other words creating taxable income with no cash to pay the taxes or you would have to carve out enough to pay the taxes and so the government saw this as a solution to that problem and it gives everybody an incentive because eventually they're going to get their money from the developer or whoever whatever when they go out and sell it to their final buyer and they will pay that tax and uh, sooner or later so it's not like the government's giving them something but it is an incentive for transactions to be done that create value create wealth that will eventually be taxed and that's the whole 
concept behind the Lyon County Exchange. And, and the government has not changed that. Now there are, they have uh, made it more difficult to do a like kind of exchange with rules compared to what it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. But uh, it, it's still very popular and still very useful. And you really see it in raw land, farmland, ranch land, that sort of thing, where there's no cash to pay the taxes. And I used uh, to see it, like I say, occasionally it would pop up in um, like a old shopping mall or something like I, I just I, I, don't, I don't even know if it ever got done but back when I kind of had the real estate license I, I did I had my real estate license for three years back in the former life and um, one thing I do remember though is I don't think you can be a relative and I know a realtor can't do it so um, who actually does the 1031 exchanges I mean is that you got to hire an attorney for that or Kimberly are you doing those or who's doing them these days you, you have to have a, what is known as a qualified intermediary. The qualified intermediary is someone who controls the cash, has control of the cash, and directs the cash so that the buyer, uh, the seller, never receives ownership or possession of the cash uh, from the sale, and and, and directs it in its in generally in a three-cornered trade to the the, pro- the proper space it belongs. There's companies that are basically, that's all they do, uh, are, are 1031 exchanges as a qualified intermediary. So it's quite common. We've done a lot of them ourselves, been involved in a lot of them ourselves with sellers that we've represented. And like we did one, uh, the most recent, we didn't. We haven't done any during the COVID. But um, prior to that, we did one summer of 2019. And... Uh, <clears throat> It, it worked. It went real well. In fact, we our, our seller decided at the last minute to do a 1031. Uh, we were closing on a Friday, or uh, and uh, we agreed on a Thursday night. And the qualified intermediate was Dallas. The buyer was in Houston. Our our group is the San Antonio area, and the seller was up here in Lubbock, Texas. And uh, we handled all the paperwork, created the agreements, and everything. That morning, got. The, the transaction closed and by the time I returned to Midland my commission was in my bank account so it is easy to do and uh, it's uh, it's quite popular and it was beneficial to that farmer who was selling his business but it is the ability for you to look around put your property up for sale make that transaction then look around for something that's very diverse in in the whole marketplace in the U.S. to look at another commercial area, to look at another uh, residential area, um, and allows you to kind of where oil and gas sometimes gets very stuck on what their complete assets are. And we, we are so into what we do every day that we don't often look up and go, oh, you know, hey, how about, you know, going out uh, on the East Coast and looking for that beach house and doing that trade right there where that real estate may have equal value and have a place where our family can go for a little while. Yeah. So um, we we think so we think about, you know, what our production is going to be over time and we think about those things, but we may want to think, okay, let's exchange that for some family time or something for our kids and grandkids. So there's so many different ways to think about what you want to do with your assets in life 
and one of the reasons that we asked Simon Energy to do this is we know that they go to vet their properties out and they work very hard through the title um, as uh, as well as um, all the analytics that are happening uh, for your property to be where it needs to be when it's going to go to sell. And that's, that's extraordinarily valuable. Well, for me, the thing that I like is we used to talk about these back, like I said, a former life when I had a real estate license. I didn't practice a lot, but this was always something that seemed to come up as one of the options. And anytime you got another option, whether you use it or not, is irrelevant. It's nice to have options. And a lot of times these just work down to the sheer numbers too for a lot of things. I mean, if you can save or figure out a way not to pay taxes on a quarter million dollars, well, that's pretty good. And a lot of times these things allow that. So that's that's my two cents. I don't know. Well, and, and you you've seen some like uh, seen some like kind of ch- exchanges well into the eight figures, nine figures, and uh, that are done. And of course, the ultimate is the corporate reorganization where they do swap paper, and that's a form of a like kind exchange. It's tax free. It's not called a ten thirty one. It's a it's under the the corporate tax provisions where it's a non taxable transaction where somebody swaps paper and they merge. And because uh, there's no cash to pay the taxes, so they don't want to. The government does not want to prohibit uh, these transactions from taking place. So there, there's a concept behind it, which is very important. It's to avoid a situation where you have taxable income and no cash to pay taxes. Yes. The government tries to avoid that, and the taxpayer wants to avoid that. And that's what the like kind or tax free exchanges in all aspects that are available to buyers and sellers of real property. So uh, <clears throat> it is a it's something to be considered, and I, I agree. It's uh, uh, and there's several areas where you're probably going to see growth in this. It's Airbnb is causing a lot of that to take place, and uh, there'll be other things like that that will result in uh, like kind exchanges and so forth so uh and they uh i don't you know there's also these uh, uh Del- delaware statutory trust i don't i'm not familiar with all of them but that's a new thing that's come out and uh that enables a like kind exchange there's a lot of things to look into and of course i want to encourage everybody to talk to your tax accountant or tax attorney that can help you this qualified to give you that kind of advice because uh, i'm certainly not and, uh, and but we do want we do want to pitch as is uh conceptually new ways for oil and gas uh producers as they're looking at their portfolios that this is something to uh consider along the way well how can people get in touch with you guys then if they got more questions well they can reach me at simonenergy.com yeah, talktexasoil.net 